Mike and Glenn were podcast hosts, and they wanted to celebrate Christmas, so they started watching Christmas movies for their podcast. The following podcast contains spoilers for The Holiday. You have been warned. No, no, I want an official weather and a carbonation. Do you want to get rid of my lead rifle? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Mm. Oh, these cookies! I gotta get the recipe from Les. Put that cookie down! Now! Yes! This Christmas music! It's joyful and triumphant. Welcome, everybody, to another year of snowy season wonder, where two gentlemen, one being named Glenjamin Button, and the other one, Miguel Magusto, where they fall in love, but also talk about movies. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to KFR News Radio. Yay. (laughs) That was weird. That was weird. How you doing? I'm I'm not bad, buddy. I'm just we're rear we're rearing to the holidays. We're, yeah. we're getting very close. There. It's a very exciting time where I just happen to be more broke than usual, which is a fantastic oh, thing. Oh, we are uh, house poor at the moment because mm-hmm. we just bought a house, so we went from having all this savings to having mm-hmm. like no savings. Well, the good news is you have a child so young that you don't really have to give them gifts right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what have you been up to this week? Have uh, you watched any movies? I, I explored my boundaries a little bit. You, you kind of know this one briefly. I, uh, I watched a, a little musical today. Oh today, yeah, but uh, this earlier week. this week. Yeah. Um, called Tick Tick Boom. Mm-hmm. It's got Andrew Garfield in it, and it's uh. It's the guy who who wrote here, like did a playwright for for a movie that I can't remember Rent. All, already. Is it Rent? And yeah. he did like one f- in the movie called Sub Subspiria or something like that. I'm sorry, I'm not a. I watched the movie, but I had fun with it. But I wasn't paying attention that hard. I'll be honest. It yeah. was a fun little movie. It was a the very one he's well known, known for is Rent, I believe. Could, I could be wrong. That's just be. what I heard. But um, again, I wasn't paying attention enough. Just yeah. Just put on a movie that I thought would be fun, and uh, of course, this was very fun. Andrew That's Garfield good. was great, and so was everybody else. Yeah. Uh, even Vanessa Hudgens was in there for for quite a, a little tad, and that took me by surprise because I haven't seen her in a movie in a minute, at least. Mm-hmm. My eyes. Uh, after that, we watched Come On, Come On, which we will talk about in just a second, and. Me and a couple buddies went to go see Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, which I have a review for. I'm just, I gotta sit down and edit it. It's it's a ranty one. It's yeah. it's an interesting movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will be steering clear of that one. Uh, mm-hmm. I was planning on it, and then you text me about it, and I won't say anything but I am definitely not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yes. Uh, but other than that, uh, obviously we watched The Holiday, which we will get into in just a sec. But what, Absolutely. Did, what did you do, you uh, silly goose? So I'm continuing my my uh, preparation for the series I'm going to start next year on the 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. So I've been trying to watch some of those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I watched was Ivan the Terrible Part 1, it is a uh, Russian film, obviously, um, directed by uh, Sergei Eisenstein. I believe his name is Sergei. Let me double check that. 
but he is uh, he's the guy he's the director of Battleship Potemkin which I know I made you watch um, mm-hmm. yeah Sergei Eisenstein early in my movie career yes yes uh, so it's it's uh, he's one of those like OG film directors um, and of course he was uh, in the Soviet Union so um, this was good but boring if that makes sense like if you don't care about history, you're not going to care about it. If you uh, want something like super action packed, you're not going to like it. There's like one scene that has a little bit of action. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I watched the sequel because they're both on the thousand one movies you must watch before you die called Ivan the Terrible Part Two: The Boyer's Plot. Of course, this is about Ivan the Terrible, um, which is really? which is the the first czar of Russia, I believe. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was a lot better. It was a lot more intense, a lot more, uh, um, you know, inspired to, you know, use a pretentious term like that. Uh, it was more interesting to, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, much better. Apparently, uh, this one was banned in Russia by Stalin because he thought it made Ivan the Terrible look too crazy. Uh, <laughs> But Which he was he, crazy, yes. Yeah, he he was crazy, but you know, it, it was it was it was supposed to be communist propaganda. Yeah, that's the whole thing. And uh, apparently, he made it not well enough to Stalin's liking. And then, uh, so it was released, even though it was made around the same time. It was released fourteen years later, mm-hmm. um, after I believe after Eisenstein had died, so he didn't even get to see the release of it. And they had started filming a third version before Stalin banned the second part. Yeah. So there's like part of a part three. It's it's a very interesting story behind. It's one of those things where like the story behind it is more interesting than the story itself. Um, okay. The film, the film that is. But yeah, yeah. Uh, those were both pretty interesting. Uh, then I watched Come On, Come On. We have a uh, review for that on the YouTube. Check that out. Uh, then I watched The Holiday. We'll get to in a minute. And then for a thousand one movies you must watch before you die. I rewatched Fight Club because uh, mm-hmm. that came up on my random number generator. And yeah, I you know I've seen it. I like it. I just <laughs> I just enjoyed it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. So without any further ado, let's get into your pick, The Holiday. Yes. Iris and Amanda are in exactly the same place. Where do I want to go by myself, depressed at Christmas? Just six thousand miles apart. Home exchange. We switch houses, cars, everything. Bingo. I need you to answer this. Are there any men in your town? Perfect. We're on our way to New Jersey. I'm here. I'm here. As one door closes, that'll be interesting. Another one opens. Two women troubled with guy problems swap home in each other's countries, where they each meet a local guy and fall in love. Directed by Nancy Myers, uh, also written by her, stars Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, and Jack Black with a nice little, uh, is, is it Wallach, Eli Wallach, or Wallach? It's, I believe it's Wallach. I could be wrong. I'm, I, I'm not. I could be wronger, because honestly, yeah. I'm bad with names. It's not even funny. <laughs> um... But yeah, this this was a movie that I have known about, and uh, it was it was against uh, the line for my pick there on what uh, movie I was gonna pick for this uh, this week between yeah. that and uh, what was it Love Actually or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Yeah, it was Love Actually. Uh, these two. Uh, the only main reason I wanted to see this was because of Jack Black, because you know he's gonna be a cute little time. 
Absolutely. Just a handsome little funny bubble that guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, so this wasn't very Christmassy at all. I guess I, I guess I didn't know what I expected when I figured out that uh, it took place mostly yeah. in California. <laughs> it's slightly more Christmassy than Die Hard. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, you know, it takes place around Christmas. There's Christmas esque things going on. There's a hollow uh, a Hanukkah party and everything. Mm-hmm all about the holidays uh so last week when you brought that up i said that it is better than you would expect mm-hmm. uh, which was true for the first time i watched it but I the honestly second, i already forgot that you watched it the first time yeah That's the right. second time i watched it which was this time mm-hmm. uh it was worse than i was expecting <laughs> interesting it was hard for me to get through this second time uh maybe because i wasn't in the right mood or anything but it was an absolute cringe fest for me um, yeah those those who listen to our podcast often i don't really do romance in movies very much because i think it's all fake it's all uh, you know, overly stylized and overly exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the romantic movies that are like more realistic and uh, down to earth. Yeah, um, I, I like what you said there with the over exaggerated because it, this this definitely is in a lot of parts over exaggerated. Yeah. S- specifically with Cameron Diaz's parts, mm-hmm. um, but she's also that over exaggerated actor when it comes to those types of roles too. Yeah. She really knows how to do that. Um, yeah, really, really sold that part for sure. Absolutely. Um, now, now that's as far as rom coms go. You know that aren't the kind, like the understated ones that I like. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's an okay movie. I don't hate it. I don't like wish I never watched it. It's just, you know, I was fine watching it once. I was pleasantly surprised watching it once, and watching it a second time, I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely not my style. Yeah. Um, I was kinder to it before because, you know, I was watching it with Caitlin mm-hmm. and, you know, I didn't want to watch it, but I tried to enjoy it. This one, I was watching it with the eyes of a critic as because, you know, we we're going to talk about it. Of course. Um, so, yeah, it just it just it hurt me. I, I was cringing so much. I watched it again with Caitlin because she loves this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was I was every <laughs> I every uh, every five minutes. I was just like, oh, God. Well, I, I definitely think uh, watching it the first time was what the fuck that was weird. Uh, I definitely think watching it the first time for you was was probably how I feel now. Um, it it was it was definitely bearable. There was parts I enjoyed it more than the average rom com for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially there's a bunch of like themes and moments in this where they're where it's much better than the average rom-com or such. Yeah. But then it gets overwhelmed by itself when it becomes another rom-com and such. Yeah. It uh that's that's kind of what it's where it kind of drags itself down is just those moments where it's like, "Oh, this could be this could be getting into something good." And then it's boom, rom-com moment where yeah. just like something stupid happens that wouldn't actually happen or something like that. Well, it's really or, it's, it's or people over overly expressing themselves when they definitely wouldn't in real life or anything like that. Yeah, but I don't I don't know these people. Who am I? <laughs> yeah, it's really just like a tale of two movies, really, because obviously the whole plot of it is that they swap houses, so they have their own stories going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jude Law and Cameron Diaz is more your standard rom com, where mm-hmm. like they have sex right away and then they try to like navigate that 
awkwardness of that part of the relationship. You know, something you would see in the Hallmark Channel, sans sex, obviously, of course, because uh, they don't do that on the Hallmark Channel. But swap it out with a yeah, so a her, story of like a oh, the, your land is on my land, and we have to fight over it or something yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, it was very very uh, cringy. But then with uh, the Jack Black Kate Winslet one, you know, it wasn't even a romance movie until maybe the last twenty minutes of the movie. They they were just friends. They were enjoying hanging out with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were both uh, focused on Eli Wallach's character and trying to honor him and his uh, writing career. And then, of course, when they're at the blockbuster, Jack Black sees that his uh, girlfriend ha- is cheating on him and has been lying on lying to him and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's when it starts to become a romance. That one I liked a lot more. If it was a movie just about that, I think I would have liked it even more. But the, the Cameron Diaz, Jude Law one just kills it for me. Uh, yeah. That that one's way more cliche with like you know the slapstick oh I'm clumsy because he's so hot kind of shit. Yeah, um, that one's that one's definitely cringing the first half. I lo- it did pick itself up when uh, Cameron Diaz found out that Jude Law actually was a was a widow and had kids. It definitely picked up and became more of a wholesome story than the stupid you know slop fest that we had there for you know the typical rom com. Mm-hmm. Um, but for sure, Kate Winslet and Jack Black's story was a much better one because it was just a two. It was like a tale of just two two people in the same technical circumstance, and you know, and Kate Winslet uh, kind of had is going through and had gone through what Jack Black is about to go through and exactly, will get yeah. through, which yeah. which was really cool. And just her, you know, was not even romanticizing anything and just hanging out with a really old neighbor and stuff like that was was really cool for sure. Yeah, it felt more natural. Uh, mm-hmm. their story uh, and less forced and uh, um, you know th- that's not to say that like the Jude Law and Cameron Diaz one doesn't have its merits it's just it's more tropey and by the books um, overall everyone in this does a solid job you know they're, they're all great actors there's no doubt about that mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know this this story was written for all four of them they were all like the first choices for it um, oh, nice. So you know, I, I, it's it's just not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> when we get down to it, it's, <laughs> understandable. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I I I think it's a little. The the humor in it is too forced. If the humor was more natural, mm-hmm. I think I would like 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 again. I I know we're like talking up Jack Black and everything, but he's great. His humor in it is like you could tell he improvised some stuff. It's more. I definitely would have loved to see more, too. Yes, I agree. Um, but with him being the only, like, known comedic actor in this, I feel like that was a, you know, a brave move for, mm-hmm. for a rom-com. Um, but <laughs> I think the... Do you think the boob grace thing was an improvised thing and they just went with it? He's like, oh, um, boob grace, boob grace, didn't mean it. And then <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It probably was. Um, uh, the... Yeah. Watching this with Caitlin was kind of funny because she was kind of starting to watch it through my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first part of this is, uh, you know, she she loves this movie. She knows. And this was like the first time she was just like, how do Sophie and Olivia have their own contacts in his phone? <laughs> I wanted to get to that point because that pissed me <laughs> off so much. They're like six years old. They're it's six well before they, that means they would have to have their own cell phones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There and as well before cell phones were like it's not it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, they're a wealthy family, but it's before cell phones were like a big deal. 
Yeah. It was 2006, you know. But they um, were also like seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I think I got a cell phone in 2006. I got a cell phone when I was... No, okay, no. I got I one in say, I didn't get one until 2008 or nine. Yeah, I got one in 2000. And that was only because I was 16 and working. Yeah. Um, but it's that happened, and she was just like, "Why do they have both? They have yeah. they both have phones." I'm like, "Oh," and not remembering that they're like six or seven or four or however old they are. I was like, "Oh, they're you know they're probably rich. You know, if yeah, t- probably get their teenagers' phones if they're rich." It would, it would definitely make more sense now for sure. Yeah. And then when I saw her the uh, the first one, I think Sophie comes to the door first. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, she's way too young to have a phone. What 100%. the fuck are you doing, Jude Law?" <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, I, I thought that was just funny that she started to watch that. And another thing, she, I, I love it when she she watches watches things through my eyes because she uh-huh. sees like she words them in ways that is just like I know their tropes, but I would have never thought to word it. Like when uh, Cameron Diaz decides to go back to Jullaw at the end, mm-hmm. uh, and the driver, and she tells the driver to stop because he's driving too slow. Mm-hmm. She's just like. There's no fucking way you're gonna run faster than a car's gonna go. <laughs> no, it just it just was that dramatic moment. Yeah, where it's like the typical rom com yeah. thing. And I, and I turned to her. I was like, "This is why they always have it in New York City because it makes yeah. sense when there's traffic. It doesn't make sense when it's just snowy roads." because nah, um, he he's like, or she was like, "Can you drive any faster?" And the first thing that popped in my head, "Do you want to die?" <laughs> it's, it was like snowy roads, like actually, yeah. like. Like, he even turned around in a really snowy parking lot and everything was skidding out. She's oh, yeah. like, drive faster. And then she's like, just, you know what? Just stop. <laughs> it yeah. was so stupid. Yeah. She, I mean, uh, Nancy Myers, she's kind of known for directing these kinds of movies. So it, it's it is it's what I expected, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she she's known for like the, the first the remake of The Parent Trap. What women want. Something's got to give. Uh, it's complicated. Movies like Damn. that. Intern. All her other um, movie posters look exactly the same, too. Yeah, they're all white. They all have gold font or black yeah. font or both. Uh, <laughs> and just the, the actors' faces looking at each other or away from each other or down. Yeah, yeah. It's, she, she's got she's made a career. Oh, mm-hmm. she's from Philly, too, so, you know. Hey, a little bit of respect. Good on yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey. Uh, how about them Johns and cheesesteaks and one? You make a good John. <laughs> you make uh, a good John. Gritty forever. I think... I think the worst thing uh, that uh, I felt for this movie was was the parts where Cameron Diaz's character is just either sitting there or is like imagining something, and she's got work stuck oh, in her I head. Fucking hated where she that. hears the movie trailer guy, I and then like pictures it in her head where she's like her life is a trailer. I think that was down to be the worst part of the movie. For absolutely, me. absolutely. I, it, it it did not fit with the style. Mm-hmm. It was you know, just. It was always out of nowhere. Like, yeah. I get what they were trying to do. I think they failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It, it's It was a horrible decision, and I cringed every time it happened. And honestly, whoever came up with that, probably Nancy Myers, should be in jail. I don't know. This, but, uh, this, no, this movie, I realized, was a very movie-fied and very Hollywood rom-com. Yeah. Um, just from the fact that they're always talking about movies, you know, the old man was for the Writers Guild or something like that. And, you know, obviously Cameron Diaz's character makes trailers for a living. Jack um, Black's a composer. Yep, he's a composer. They talk about, they even talk about Hans Zimmer and he does the score for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, it's it's very very Hollywood rom com. Dustin sure. Hoffman has a cameo yeah, as Dustin himself, Hoffman. which apparently anywhere. I was reading the trivia for this to try to f- think of something to say, yeah. and uh, apparently he um, did not. He, that was not planned. He saw that they were shooting. Uh, saw that he recognized someone on the set as he passed that blockbuster. Yeah. And was like, oh, I'm going to go in and be Dustin Hoffman. And then they came up with that idea. Why they're honestly, like, it, was, it, was, it was funny. That, that mean, is kind of funny, honestly. Yeah. That's, that's a good little note. At, at first, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is kind of funny if he did just walk on set and was like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, but, but for the most part, I... I did. I'm glad I finally did watch this, and I enjoyed a lot of the tones and you know themes in the movie. Like for sure, I think it, obviously I said earlier with Kate Winslet and Jack Black's story, like that was a good story. Yeah. It just kind of had little inklings of weird in it sometimes. And then uh, Jude Law and Cameron Diaz's did get better towards the end, but that, it's, yeah, it started yeah, off one was horrible though. Too too rom commy, too like you know basic, shall yeah. I say? It was, it was, if, if it either followed one or maybe the other, but not as like, you know, drowned in like, love me and chocolates and shit, mm-hmm. I probably would have liked it a lot more, but yeah. I wasn't exactly disappointed in it though, either. Like I was, yeah. I was surprised as you would say, but yeah, I don't it's, know, it's I don't a know fine if I'd be movie. like you where I'd, you know, get suckered into watching it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did get suckered into that. You did. Um, it is... It 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 knows what it is. It knows its audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not that audience, um, but for what it's worth, it's a fine movie. I don't hate its existence. I don't dislike that I had to watch it twice. I just cringed a lot when I watched it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I I'm. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. It there could, could have been, been like a worse. Christmas edition of Pink Flamingo or something. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> when you try to forget um, a movie, it reels itself it, back it in. It does. It really does. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything more to say about it. It's a very by-the-books rom-com mm-hmm. um, with some good things, but mostly not because it's not my shtick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I guess without any further ado, we should get into the judgment for this. Uh, as always, it has to be a unanimous decision whether or not this becomes a shelf boy with the likes of Apostle or Handmaiden. Glenn, you picked this godforsaken movie. <laughs> so that means you decide first All if right. it goes on the shelf or not. Um, as I was saying, I, I did enjoy it. Um, and as far as rom-coms goes, this is probably one of the better ones that I, I have seen. You know, I, eh, it's it's not above like a... What is what about time or things like that? Or, yeah. Or, you know, the Billy Crystal in it, Meg Ryan movies, shall I say? I, for some reason, I'm brain farting, but that's <laughs> just Glenn moment. Yeah. Um, but uh, sadly, sorry, ladies uh, or gentlemen uh, as well. Uh, this this isn't going to be on the shelf. It's fun I, time, but not a good time. <laughs> I agree. It is. There's nothing about it that sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Probably Def- five years could have used uh, more Jack Black improv. That's all. Absolutely, <laughs> I agree. Uh, maybe ten years from now, I'll forget everything except for the fact that Cameron Diaz uh, works on movie trailers again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, we'll see. Probably not. I hope not. I God, hope not. <laughs> I do want to say it was nice seeing uh, Baby Krasinski and uh, a young Catherine Hahn in this. Yes. I don't think I've seen a, a Catherine Hahn movie where she was this young. 
Uh, this is pretty close to around Step Brothers, isn't it? Maybe is two years, maybe two years off of Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's about that around that time. Uh, but yes, the holiday does not make it on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid, and that brings us to our assignment for next week. Uh, it is streaming roulette week. Um, so you know, holiday even though it should be, is not a genre that is on our little streaming roulette wheel. Uh, so we're doing something a little bit different this this week. Um, I have a list from Good Housekeeping of the 65 best Christmas movies, uh, and it has streaming information for all of them for the most part. You know, the ones I've seen uh, mm-hmm. on here. Watch us get one that doesn't have streaming information. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, then I also have a random number generator. I have one through six. Uh, the, one is the minimum, 65 is the maximum. So we're going to spin that three times and then mm-hmm. pick the best out of that. So without any further ado, here comes the first spin. Number 61. Of course it would be low on the list. Can't get a, like one of the higher ups. Uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Really? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I almost watched this when I was uh, on vacation not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, that's going to be available on IMDb TV and Disney <laughs> Plus because they own everything now. Jesus yep. Christ. Uh, actually, I think they always owned it, though. Um, is directed by John R. Cherry Third, written by Ed Turner and B. Klein, starring Jim Varney and Douglas Seal. Oliver Clark and Noel Parker. Uh, Ernest helps Santa Claus as he searches for his successor. It's a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. IMDb uh, it is does not have a men- oh credit Metacritic score 44 and it's hour 35 minutes. So that is our first Ernest saves Christmas. Uh, here comes spin number two. Number eight. Ooh, hold while I scroll. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, the animated one from 2018 with Benedict Cumberbatch. Which that's one thing that that's one thing that pissed me off about this list is that they have this above the Jim Carrey one. How dare they? So this list is not accurate. Um, So that is going to be available on Amazon Prime, uh, directed by Yaro Chaney and Scott Mosier. Uh, it's written by Michael Lesur, Tommy Swerdlow, and uh, based on Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Cameron Seeley, Rashida Jones, and uh, Pharrell Williams. Uh, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 51 Metacritic score, hour 25 minutes. So that is The Grinch. That is our second choice. And spin number three. Number 30. Mmm, nice middle range. I say middle, nice. Oh, about the middle. Uh, where are you? Number thirty. A jingle all the way. So we got to we got to. <laughs> well, guess spin I know again. what we're doing. <laughs> forty. A little lower. A little lower. Not too bad. Uh, Babes in Toyland. I have seen this. It's got Keanu Reeves in it. Oh. Andrew Barrymore. Uh, directed by Clive Donner, written by Glenn McDonough, Paul Zendel, and uh, written by... Oh, no, I already just said that. Starring Drew Barrymore, Richard Mulligan, Eileen Brennan, and Keanu Reeves. Uh, it is a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, does not have a Metacritic score, it looks like, and it is 2 hours and 20 minutes, and that's going to be available on Amazon and Apple TV. Um... 
so I could not be any more indifferent about any of <laughs> <Yeah>. these. <laughs> uh, right off the bat, I haven't seen any of these movies. I don't remember the last time I watched anything earnest wise. You know, it's probably been, you know, a good 20 plus years since I've watched that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not watched The Grinch mainly because I honestly I just didn't care for it when it came out. But I'm not yeah. against watching that. And also, I I do love Keanu. I do love that man, Andrew mm-hmm. Barrymore. So yeah. I'm not against watching that one either. So honestly, I think Grinch number one, Babes two, and Ernest three for me. You okay. tell me what your spicy little brain wants. Uh, I'm pretty much. I'm but Babes. Have, Babes one, Grinch two. Okay. Or, have you Ernest seen 3. the Grinch? I have seen the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean I'm I'm just I could be just bitter that this is uh, not the this Jim Carrey list one. Makes it yeah, it makes yeah. it higher than the Jim Carrey one. Um, I'm gonna let you pick. Let, I mean, let's go, Babes. Babes, Babe, are you sure? Uh, let's. What's the holiday season without a little Keanu? I, that's true, but it is uh, two hours and twenty minutes. Also, I didn't read the uh, synopsis for this or the Grinch. But a young girl wakes up in the realm of Toyland where she teams up with her family and friends to overthrow an evil villain named Barnaby. Mm. Mm. Uh, let's see. It's a reinterpretation of the classic Christmas tale starring starring uh, Keanu Reeves. So, yeah, I guess it is a Christmas tale. I don't remember it being a Christmas tale, but, you know, if good housekeeping uh, is telling us it is a Christmas tale. Who are we to judge? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we can watch that if you want. I'm a little wary about the two-hour, 20-minute runtime. Oh, so, I mean, it is a TV movie, so it was probably like a couple episodes or something like that. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Now I'm leaning more towards the Grinch, but I'm going to let you make the last decision. I, uh, <laughs> let's do... Wait, did you see Babes? Did you say that? I have seen Babes. It's oh. been like 20 years since I've seen Babes in Toyland. <laughs> I've seen all but Ernest Saves Christmas and don't really care to see Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah. Um, shit. I, I, I think I want to still lean babes, honestly. Okay. It's something different, at yeah. least. Something different. Uh, a young girl wakes up in the realm of Toyland where she teams up with her family and friends to overthrow the evil villain Barnaby. That is on Amazon Prime, and I believe I said Apple TV as well. It doesn't say Apple TV Plus. It Disney, just says Apple TV. Disney Plus. So that Disney Plus, Jesus, Disney owns fucking everything. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That was for Ernest. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, geez. I, I was about to just shit, yeah, shit yeah. myself right there. Uh, so, yeah, Babes in Toyland, I guess, is our uh, our assignment for next week. I watched this a lot when I was a kid, not because it was my choice. Yeah. A lot of my family and my friends wanted to watch it for some reason. I don't remember particularly liking it. But we'll see. Who knows? We shall see. New from Orion Home Video. Why is Mary marrying this terrible old Barnaby instead of his friend? Because Barnaby bought the mortgage on her mother's house and said he'd throw them all out in the street if she didn't. There's trouble in Toyland. Dear friends and neighbors, as justice of the peace of Toyland, it falls within my power to join this handsome couple. Well, anyway, uh, this couple in matrimony... The wicked Barnaby Barnacle wants the beautiful Mary Contrary to be his bride. Barnaby Barnacle, do you take Mary here to be your bride? 
to have and protect as long as you both shall live? I do, I do. I absolutely, yes. I do. In that case... She doesn't love him! She loves Jack! She really shouldn't be marrying you. So, Babes and Toyland, that is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. TikTok, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch Keanu kick some evil Barnaby ass. Watch out, Barnaby, because here I come. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) See ya. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho.